0: This show is getting a little marvelly now, isn't it? A little marvelly? <laughs> yes, I don't know how else to put it. It's starting to feel like a Marvel show. Yeah,
1: I'm. Uh, when did we
0: transition to like a like a mystery type
1: show? Have you got that feeling? I did get that feeling until I didn't. I mean, it... that makes complete sense. I got that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to me this to, to me this episode was anticlimactic i mean I, I i we we kind of already saw what was going to be coming down the pike we've talked about it for weeks and now we finally got the big reveal
0: i just feel like with everybody speculating you know every new character i know there's a lot of memes out there now that you know whenever they see something that they can't explain oh mephisto mephisto ah the word of the day and everybody is just so like Who's it going to be? Who's, is it this this person? Is it that person? Is it this thing? Is, that, is it that potted plant? Is it that animal? Is it that whatever? You know, is it the delivery guy that seems to be following Agnes around every episode?
1: Yeah. But, well, I mean, let's cut to the chase. We find out that it's been Agnes all along.
0: What a great reveal. I thought I, that was hilarious. The I whole thought, monsters theme.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I mean,
0: they put it in the credits, like a post credit uh, scene.
1: Well, did you see the the mid post credit scene after that? Mm,
0: refresh my you memory. Didn't I? Probably didn't. What is it? Oh, that? oh, yeah.
1: oh. Okay. Well, oh. um, you, you might need to go back. I
0: stopped so- it after she killed Sparky. <gasps>
2: <laughs> oh, well, you, you, missed part, oh, you missed a whole other
1: part, my friend. Oh, You missed a whole other part.
2: We need to pause this recording and then yes. have Brian watch that real quick I'll and then we'll right come now, right
1: back. Phone. Okay, cool. So, Brian, you just reviewed the mid-post-credit scene. So, what were your thoughts?
0: It was interesting. Yeah, you know, it looks like Monica Rambeau is going to go down there and help Wanda. And I don't know whose side Pietro or Quicksilver, or Fake Brother, I don't know what you want to call him, whose side he's on. So, well, I guess we'll find out.
1: But we do see during that whole montage at the end about Wanda, or not Wanda, Agnes all along, she was the one that pulled the strings on Pietro in his yes. first appearance. So, probably working in cahoots, or she's got some type of uh, like control or 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 something over him.
0: So, if you've been listening to the show, you'll realize that that's not really a big surprise but i love the way that they revealed that it was it was funny it was clever and i just i I just thought it was great
1: yeah it was it was good i mean it was a good thing but uh the fact that she killed sparky that was something that i think you would sure evil (laughs)
0: yes (laughs) but she is not a good person
1: no but i again i was not we were not surprised by that i want to talk about some other things that happened in the episode all right I'm more focused on two aspects of this. First off, the engineer was not who we thought it was going to be. Okay. Right? So you thought it was going to be...
0: Did we find out who... Oh, it was It was her friend from... Uh, she was a friend of her mother's. Yeah. Um, I just think that we haven't met the full team yet. Okay. I'm still... Yeah, I had a speculation on who was going to be revealed in this show, and I'm still kind of holding on to it. There's, okay. there's one that I would... I, I think it's gonna be, and there's one I would like to see it be, which there's gonna be a very, very slim chance. I think I'm the only person I've I I haven't seen anybody speculate this person yet, but I'd love to see Stanley come in and make an appearance. <laughs> and he's made an appearance in every other Marvel thing out there so far. What? But how would they it, I don't know. It would not make any sense. I don't I don't know. I would just love to see Stanley uh, have a tie-in with WandaVision wow. other than okay. his birth date on the, on the license plate. But um, okay. it's unlikely. I get it. It you know They'd have to use that same kind of Luke Skywalker, uh, Leia technology. Yeah, a <laughs> Moff
2: Gideon thing, right? Yeah,
0: totally. They'd have to do something like that. Not Moff it,
2: Gideon,
1: it, you mean Grand Moff Tarkin. Tarkin, Tarkin sorry, Tarkin, my bad. Yes. Moff, Moff Tarkin. Yes, but, yes.
0: like I said, it wouldn't make much sense now, but I just would love to see kind of Stanley
1: love. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I just want to go back to the the name of this episode. Uh, To me, this was more of a uh, Monica centric episode, right? Uh, Again, the, the name of the episode is breaking the fourth wall. Right. So in essence, she broke the fourth wall as we talked about a couple of weeks ago when Wanda basically booted her out of the hex. She went through four walls and now she kind of came back through these same four walls after everybody's kind of telling her not to. And then to, I guess, really no surprise at all. Her cells, I guess, then mutated even more. So Brian, I I guess we saw our first origin story in this new kind of Disney plus realm.
0: Yeah, well, it'd be our third origin story because remember the twins are born.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. Okay.
0: So, uh, yeah, Darcy's already mentioned that, you know, she keeps exposing herself to the hex wall, which is reforming her DNA. And we saw what, what happens now. Now she sees, I don't know, magic in, in a different spectrum of light. And in the comic books, she's had several superhero code names, photon being one of them, but we already see from her mother's picture that they've named her mother that as, as kind of a code name. So Spectrum was another one of her code names which they haven't called her that yet but I'm thinking that's probably where they're going to go. They're going to uh, name her Spectrum.
1: And what were her special I mean we kind of got a glimpse of it but what were her uh, what were her abilities, do you know?
0: I'm not really sure where the MCU is going to going to take this, but we see that when her eyes glow blue then she can see in a different spectrum of light which maybe means that she can see different realms of power and it doesn't look like Wanda has the control over her anymore that she once had. And I yeah. think it's kind of funny that um, that 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 the Tesseract, which gave Wanda her powers in the first place, now you know retrospectively have given Spectrum her powers, her eyes glow blue.
1: So, um, oh boy, where, where was I going to go with that? The other thing about this, again, breaking the fourth wall, and back to the thing that you were talking about with Wanda, she is losing control. I mean, we see that up front in the episode— where now that she's kind of expanded her power, she even kind of talks about that, you kind of see where things start to get a little glitchy. We see that namely in the house and namely namely with that carton of milk.
0: Right, her living room setup. But is she losing control or is Agnes just really messing with her? She's kind of fighting against somebody for control unknowingly. And now she's putting the pieces together. Well, Agnes flat out told her, you you know, you're not the only magical person here. And what's going to happen now? Because up until this point, Agnes has kind of been her best friend in the town. Now her kids are missing. You know, we'll see how Wanda takes this. My theory is Spectrum or Monica Rambeau meets Wanda in the basement, kind of connects with her over the grief of, you know, her loss of vision and her brother. And Mona's going to talk about her loss of her mother and they're going to kind of connect. And then they're both going to team up on Agnes. So we'll see what happens.
2: Now, do you guys think that Agnes is a really the true bad or is this just the red herring right now?
0: I think she's the red herring. Uh, yeah. Kind of like she'd be like Loki before Thanos, you know, in Avengers 1.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah, I can see her being kind of the red herring. And so another thing that's brought up, maybe she doesn't have control. Maybe Wanda thinks that she has more control than she actually does because we kind of see that happening with Vision trying to get back to her with Darcy, right? They're right. trying to get back. They're trying to get back. But then there's all of these stops. And they're thinking all along that this is Wanda that's putting these uh, imposing these stops. But to me, I'm thinking if it's all about Agatha or Agatha all along, she's the one that's pulling the strings. She's the one ensuring that Vision does not get back to Wanda. I mean, what are your thoughts on that?
0: No, I agree. She wants Vision at home, right? She wants vision home that her kids were mentioning it. And she even said, well, if your father wanted to be here, he'd be here. And you know, that doesn't sound like somebody who's trying to keep him away.
1: No. And I think that that's, again, Agatha trying to uh, create this wedge between the two. Right. So that kind of leads me into my, the thing that I was fascinated by this episode was the commercial. And the commercial was for a drug called Nexus. To me, that just has so many parallels to everything that we have been talking about this whole entire time. I'm going to give you my little take on it, but I want to hear Brian's first. So what were, what was your take on that commercial?
0: You know, I, I was going on the theory of um, the commercials representing the Infinity Stones, and this one kind of made me re-question that. Um, I know we're still missing the Power Stone in a commercial, and I didn't see it in this one. And maybe I missed it, but from... After watching it one time, I I didn't see it, and then Nexus. They kept saying the word Nexus, so like you, I focused on that word, and looking it up, there's only two things with Marvel that that reference Nexus. And one, it's in the Thor comic, Thor fights in the Nexus Wars, and the other one is um, in Fortnite, uh, the current Marvel event going right now, they're fighting the Nexus, so. It's kind of a long stretch if uh, if they're you know connecting Fortnite to One I don't think that the, they're going to go that route. But just just a name alone, uh, there's similarities.
1: Yeah. So the one thing I really took away from this was again, the thing I was fascinated with is she's still kind of building these walls of isolation around her as a way of dealing with her stress. Even though we're calling this breaking the fourth wall she's still kind of putting up these walls and kind of talking to everybody and kind of making everything okay. She's, you know, putting off, uh, um, you know, well, if Vision wants to be here, he can be here. I think that when you have some kind of trauma and you're so used to people just leaving, uh, you really don't give that fight anymore. You kind of just are like, okay, well, what it, it is what it is. And Nexus, of course, is a drug. They kind of label it as an antidepressant. That is another way for people usually to cope with trauma or with PTSD. They usually will take a drug. I loved how the side effects were on this thing that uh, you have to confront your realities. You have to go work through these things because so many of us are dependent on these things to kind of take us away. That Sometimes we don't focus on the real. we're, We're focusing on the symptoms and not really the cure, which is confronting things, talking about things and going head on with these things. So it's just kind of odd that I'm seeing all of this in that, in that one commercial, you know, uh, everything's kind of coming to the forefront. And then when we go to the Nexus stuff, a couple of things I researched a little bit, I found out that Wanda is what they call a Nexus being. Oh, and she, that means that she is this Nexus being that She's the one constant in all of the universes. So she is one entity and basically all of the other alternate realities, alternate universes kind of revolve and she's just the same no matter what. There's no different clones of her in a different uh, no alternate universes. Yes. It's just basically Wanda is this Nexus oh, being. The one and only. Yes, the one and only. So she is a Nexus being so I, I, I found that interesting. And then the other thing... I was looking into Nexus and Nexus is the internet hub from Age of Ultron. And basically, if we remember correctly, Jarvis hides himself in this Nexus and destroys himself. And then all of a sudden becomes, what does he become later on in the film? Vision. 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 Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what I'm seeing now is there he is now a nexus being himself. And I think that's why Captain Douchebag or Director Douchebag is so interested in him. Think of it this way they're both nexuses of different things. To me, I see vision as the nexus of AI, of uh, the internet, all of this stuff. And that's why De- Captain Douchebag is so interested in him wants him because he knows the true power he is capable of. And then you have on the other hand, uh, not Monica, but Wanda uh, Wanda, who is a Nexus being, he could really care less about her. It's all about vision for him. But what he doesn't see is that they are the yin and yang of one another. And it's even mentioned by uh, Darcy at one point when they're talking in the, in the, the van and how they really do love one another. To me, it's this kind of Nexus of these two beings, kind of controlling the alternate or the, the realities, and also the virtual realities of things. So that's probably a little too deep on that, but that's something that I, I think that uh, is at play here. Tony, you went real deep.
0: <laughs> I know I did. I know <laughs> you, you touched upon one of the one of my favorite scenes in the show, and that's where Vision is talking outside the uh funnel cake truck so he's talking in front of it and then all of a sudden he comes to the realization he's like what am i doing here you know he takes off the mic he's breaking the fourth wall by talking to the camera you know doing kind of like a little uh interview testimonial type type of thing but he realizes what am i doing here i need to go be with my wife and that sounds like somebody who's in love you know like obviously he just found out that she killed him <laughs> in another life. And and he he asked, of course, the question everybody would ask, why would she kill me? <laughs> and uh, found out that he asked her to do so so that they could save half the universe and that it worked. And realizing that Wanda has been through so much in the past few weeks that all of a sudden he realizes, I need to be there for her in that moment. I forgot all about the fighting and like this is this is a couple that truly loves each other and then he flies off to the rescue and we haven't seen him yet but I liked that that moment. that was a really heartfelt moment.
2: You know Brian you brought up something interesting and kind of echoing to a point that you guys brought up earlier about the interview that vision had and then you saw that whole montage scene with uh, Agatha and she was the person that are in the director's chair asking yes. the questions. So who was asking those questions or interviewing vision?
0: That's a good question. Yeah,
2: right. So, kind of going to the point is like, who's controlling all these things? Probably is Agatha at that point.
0: Right. Right. You know, the roadside workers and then yeah. the the children being helped cross the street, like you said in the in the montage, Agatha was there. <laughs> even even uh, Wanda during the show, because you hear the producer's voice ask her the question, like, oh, are we supposed to hear that or? Are you, are you supposed to be talking yes. or something yeah. like that I yeah. thought that was kind of every once in a while they break character on purpose for the show of course but uh it makes you kind of tilt your head a little bit like what's going on
2: i have another question for you guys real quick sure going back to what's happening with wanda and obviously she's being very much taxed with her powers and abilities right now right based on the glitches and all that kind of thing and at the end of the episode or close to the end you see agatha revealing herself to her and then she looks like she's controlling her or doing something to her, right? Because you saw that thing with the purple stuff in her eyes right. and all this stuff. Do you think that was Agatha trying to make her weaker so she could be controllable and keeping the two separated so they can't join forces in a way? Or is that just something totally out, out of left field?
0: I don't think it's out of left field. Um, I definitely think that Agatha is creating paranoia, distrust. For what she says to Monica is really kind of uncharacteristic for a Marvel hero when when basically she's telling monica to leave and wanda is freaking out because she her powers don't work on on monica as well as as she's expecting them to and then as agatha is kind of leading her away wanda turns back and says basically leave or i'll hurt you or something like that that was kind of like a very harsh remark and it's not something that i'm used to hearing heroes say and i definitely felt like that is the influence of agatha Right there in that proximity.
1: I think that she coaxed her down to that basement. And and if you notice the lighting in there is all purple and she's using the purple way, I think that that is her realm, if you will. And see, she is able to assert a little bit more control in there. And I think that that's what we saw her do to Wanda when she was in there. That is the one place I was getting that vibe that this is her, this is her jam. This is where she's at. This is where she controls everything. It's kind of her hub and since now she lured Wanda in there with the promise of her seeing her kids, she's now putting her underneath that spell. And as you can see, as we go along, she's Agatha's kind of taking all of these things, basically separating her kids, separating vision. And this is all uh, as a way of controlling. Right. She
0: wants Monica out of the town.
1: Yes. Uh, of Wanda as as much as possible. So, you know, I think this is a really good episode, and, and rumor has it, like the next two episodes, I, I hear, could possibly be running an hour long. So, and we've only got two more left. So, I thought that
0: the the last three were going to be an hour long. So, when it ended at thirty eight minutes, I was like, "What the heck?" I felt kind of cheated a little bit.
1: Yeah, that was a, a rumor that was then debunked. Yeah, debunked um, as
0: we watched it. <laughs> but everybody
1: thinks that it's now going to be two hours uh, of each of these episodes are going to be an hour. Now, piece, is that we'll, an we'll hour
0: plus the seven minute credits or, you know, <laughs> I don't know. And now, oh, and speaking of credits, we had we our have,
1: very first post post-credits scene in this, Yeah, but now we and, have
0: to watch the credits, you know, because now oh, I love that. Oh, I love man. that. I was
1: bitching. They must've heard everything <laughs> that I was saying on our first uh, knowledge drop or, or my first review of WandaVision, how I, I was suckered into this. Now I'm suckered back in. I'm, I'm now in. And what do we see there? We see Pietro again basically challenging what
0: do you say snoopers got (laughs) a
1: snoop yeah (laughs) challenging uh monica when she's opening up the basement there so great little way to kind of keep you guessing or waiting until the next episode right hey tony
2: yeah so brian mentioned what his expectations are for the big reveal towards the end
1: did yours change or is yours still the same mine are pretty much to be fair, th- that's what I wanted to see, but I don't think it's going to happen was, was the Wade Wilson thing. Is that what you're getting at? Yeah. I still think that that would be awesome, uh, but it's not, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. There, there's already too much going on. I think I'm, I'm more in line with what Brian is saying. Actually, Oh, actually, I think I do have a theory on this. I know what you're getting at now. It only took me like three minutes to get there. I think, honestly, I was doing some research this week, which is a rarity for me. I think Brian and I are starting to kind of switch. We're doing a freaky Friday thing, but um, I'm starting to research things. Went into the story of M, which is... The House of the, M. Or House of M. Sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. House of M. I honestly think that we're going to see in the last 10 minutes, Patrick Stewart Ooh. come out. Yes, that's going to be my big, bold prediction. I have a feeling that uh, Professor Xavier... And it's not going to be McAvoy. I think it's going to be Stewart. Because that is going to be the, oh, what the hell is going on minute. Yeah, that's what I think the big reveal is. I see Wayne kind of looking up. What what are you looking up
2: No, at? I'm just thinking about how the, we have all this multiverse stuff, right? From all these different, you know, like specifically Fox and what Marvel has done, right? Yeah. And is Logan canon within this universe?
0: Yeah, he would be with... Um... Yeah, because days and future past, uh, Pietro yeah. connects them.
2: Yeah, yep. so if Logan, no, I mean the Logan, the movie. Yes. So it, it would be the Foxverse. Fox, but and, but I don't recall when Logan happens in time.
1: Yeah, would, would it he was be? Like, would, well, I think it was around New Mutants time, which came out what last year. I have still haven't seen that movie, but
0: no, I saw it. Um, they don't mention Logan at all, or I, okay. I don't recall a um, a a time or a date um, on there but they do introduce magic to that which is another magical being pretty much you have Wanda you have Doctor Strange and you have magic and these characters in the Marvel Universe are pretty strong within like the magical realms you know so magic was introduced in the New Mutants which I think was Fox's last project Um, I don't know if uh, Marvel Disney or Marvel Studios wants to claim it or not but um but, uh, but I did see it. They did introduce it. Uh, she was played by the um, same uh, actress who played in The Queen's Gambit. It was pretty good.
1: So, yeah, I think I think it's going to be Professor X. I think it's going to be Patrick Stewart because I think they're going to try and retcon everything else.
2: Well, that's my question because right now with the way they are doing the, let say with Pietro, they didn't pull from the MCU one because he's dead. So they pulled yeah. from the live one that's in a different alternate universe. So is Patrick Stewart, you know, is he alive? In this time,
1: oh, oh I get yeah, what you're saying. Well, because
0: doesn't he, he does die? Well, in Days Logan, of Future, he? but
1: di- no, the, he dies in uh, uh, Logan. Well, actually, was it Logan? Yeah. yeah, but didn't he die in Days of Future Past too? I'm trying to remember. I don't, I don't remember. Uh, I can't remember. Well, anyway, but, I don't know. But either way, um, he
2: dies somewhere, right? So, is, yes, that's what yes. I'm getting to. So, do they pull from him, or do they do the whole thing where, well, he, since he's dead, do they go to McAvoy? I don't know. Some weird. Like, I do uh,
1: I still think that. If they want to give us a big shock to the system, I think you have to go big. And knowing Kevin Feige and everything else is this kind of going on, there's a bigger thing at play here. And what better way to blow people's minds than by showing Patrick Stewart. That's everybody's, everybody knows him as Professor X. You can watch this show, see him, and everybody's going to go, oh, shit. Now, if it was McAvoy, I think everybody would be like, Hmm, I, I don't really know who that guy is. So I don't know. To me, it's a far, far, it's a long shot, but, uh, I think that that might be who it is.
2: Hmm. I'll be very curious though. Cause that would be a, that'd be a hell of a drop right there. I
1: know. I, I got, I, know.
2: I
0: got two, two more observations that I made. First one. Oh my um, God.
1: We, we're going to half. I know. I know.
0: So we'll make it quick. Did you notice on the milk carton as it was changing, there was a missing child uh, yeah,
1: I tried to, but yeah, who was it? We don't
0: know. I, I have no, it was blurry. Uh, yeah, I didn't see a name, but I would be very curious to see if that comes up again.
1: Mm-hmm. And then
0: the second one, did you guys notice the fly on the wall as one? Juan... It
1: was a locust, right? A cicada, right? Yeah, cicada. Okay. That's what it
0: was. Which I know the word of the day, Mephesto, he once appeared in the comic books as a fly on the wall for Thor You know, and that was one of his animals. We know him as, uh, he's a shapeshifter. We know him as several different characters, but animals specifically, we know him as a snake and a fly. So the fact that we saw a fly for no reason and it was not brought up again makes me think that he was right there.
1: Wow. Mm. And he could be Ralph.
0: He could be Ralph. I mean... I mean, we we, we still we have don't. Yet to... Ralph,
1: Ralph is yeah. We have yet to see Ralph, but Ralph is this huge character, right? And if it's all if it's all about uh, what, what was the name of the? Uh...
0: Oh, it was Agatha all along, or something like that.
1: Yes, Agatha all along. Yes, that's yes. It, Correct. <laughs> Agatha all along. So that means that Ralph is a pretty important piece, and we have yet to meet him. So we shall see. We'll see all right well on next episode we're uh, we're looking forward to that hopefully it's an hour long and uh, we'll Brian. be here to discuss it sit like through we all we those credits are. everybody <laughs> yes now we have to sit through there before we get going is there anything that you guys want to uh include in this episode ryan
0: no I, it was fun for me i'm looking forward to the season finale so
1: yeah me too and then wayne any parting thoughts i'm curious if there'll be any more commercials
0: yeah. I am too. I'm also curious. Are they done with the whole like you know, sitcom openings? Because now I feel like they've caught up. They've caught up to our time. I, I would to guess did they Did we see have. the last one? Have they though? Because Modern Family in the office was a, was yeah, a big influence on this week's episode. So I don't know where That's else they pretty current. Go. Yeah, it's very current. current. So like, I feel like they've caught up now. So I'd be curious to see if they start next week's show with another intro.
1: What if it's like Rick and Morty? what if it's like, like an, an animated like, <laughs> <they're> yeah animated <laughs> <laughs> who knows
0: I would kinda, wouldn't that be cool I'd kind of be pissed a little bit
2: <laughs>
1: oh, I wouldn't I think that would be awesome you know if they were to do would,
2: that they would have done those like the, something like the Simpsons because that would have been much more right true been around in a while you know kind of thing
1: yeah but I don't know that's a good point I guess we will find out and we'll see you all next time on the knowledge drop
0: thank you everybody
1: wait for your sound bite there Tony
2: <laughs>